Phil Mattingly is up on Capitol Hill right now. You're getting more very disturbing information. What are you learning? Yeah, Wolf, I was talking with a couple sources uh, aligned with the Capitol Police who were trying to kind of walk me through what's occurred over the course of the last hour and a half. But in the words of one, they were, quote, simply overwhelmed. They did not expect that the outline barriers, the ones that are about 100 yards away from the Capitol building, would be breached. Once those were breached, they were stunned that the protesters, in the words of this individual, that the protesters actually walked up the steps on both the House side, on the Senate side, in the center, uh, center steps, and then were willing to break through the windows. Now, what's been going on inside the Capitol is a couple of things. The first priority uh, for the Capitol Police uh, and for law enforcement inside was to secure leadership, make sure they are in a safe place. I'm told they are in a safe place, the leadership as well as the Senate pro tem, uh, Chuck Grassley. I'm also told that based on everything uh, that I've been talking to up to this point, all lawmakers are safe as well. They are in an undisclosed location. We are going to keep it that way for the time being. Now, the process is what's been, I think, most unusual as the Capitol Police tried to get their arms around this, is how to actually get the protesters out of the Capitol building right now. They have been moving, kind of starting with the floors, the House floor and the Senate floor, and trying to push the protesters into a single place. I'm not going to call them protesters. Push the rioters, the trespassers, into a single place where they can then escort them out of the Capitol. Slowly but surely, I'm told, they are making progress. I heard Bonnie report earlier they believe the Senate floor is clear. I believe they're on the path to that on the House side as well. They are making progress with that. And it appears, according to my sources, that once that is complete, they will start to move in terms of what's going on on the outside of the building. But, Wolf, I will tell you right now, from my vantage point on the side of the Capitol, you can still see the steps on the Senate side, on the House side, and the center steps. You guys have camera footage of it as well. are still packed with individuals. Some of them still moving towards the doors right now. So as the words of one source of mine inside the Capitol, this is not under control yet, but we feel like we're starting to get our arms around it. Obviously, it's a very, very fluid situation, and the most interesting thing, or one of the more interesting things, Wolf, I'm mostly getting text messages from lawmakers asking me if I know what's going on. They've been moved into secure locations, and at this point, they're just looking for information because they uh, are seeing less and know less pretty much everybody else on the outside world. Yeah, a lot of these, uh, and I, I don't want to call them protesters anymore, I want to call them rioters or mobsters. Uh, they, uh, they're going to be arrested. One thing about Capitol Hill, as we all know, there are closed-circuit cameras all over the place. They have video of these uh, rioters, uh, these mobsters. They will be arrested if they broke windows, if they stormed the floor of the U.S. Senate and the House of Representatives. They will go they will be uh, going to jail, many of them, for what they are doing right now. They probably are too stupid to know that they are heading for jail at some point down the road. Uh, Brian Tide, you're, you're up there on Capitol Hill. I want you to be safe, but tell us what you're seeing. Right, Wolf, I'll set the scene for you as we walk a little bit toward the center steps of the Capitol here on the east side, where the crowd on the actual steps uh, themselves has thinned out a little bit in the last few minutes. Not as many people packed on the steps there. We saw uh, two groups of riot gear clad police coming in about 20 minutes ago, probably not more than about 30 of them, and they did not come in with any sense of urgency, but they did come into the plaza, and they moved kind of toward the uh, south that way a little bit. Uh, again, but not with any sense of urgency. You've also seen Capitol Hill police up there on the balcony to the left side. Now we don't see them. Now you see more protesters up there on the balcony on the left side. There were some Capitol Hill police up there a short time ago, but they have since pulled back. Uh, you do get the sense that whatever police have come so far have probably gone inside the building to try to address the situation there. They have not come in force to this plaza of the east side of the Capitol. We also know there have been confrontations with police and others on the west side. Uh, that, that situation has been very tense. Earlier today, we saw a lot of flash, heard and saw a lot of flashbangs going off. So that got very intense as some people, as we've reported on CNN, have gotten injured as well. And at least one woman shot in the chest, very seriously injured. We also know that a police officer has been injured and taken to the hospital. But let's uh, have our photojournalist Eddie Gross go past me here. And I can kind of set the scene too. Look, this this was the most densely packed set of stairs. This is the center steps of the Capitol on the east front. And as you can see, still a lot of protesters there. And uh, they don't seem to be too worried. <laughs> They're, they may get pushed out of there soon. We don't know. We don't know when uh, larger groups of police or National Guardsmen will show up here and what they're going to do when they do. But we can tell you that uh, this crowd has thinned out a little bit. And Eddie, if you can just move to your right, to our right, 
You see some police over there on that side. That's the Senate side of the Capitol building. You see some police officers standing there. There were more people on that set of steps earlier, too, and going almost up, you know, toward the top. But uh, they've kind of contained that group over there. There was another set of uh, protesters here on the House side steps. And, Eddie, let's go forward here a little bit. All right, hold on a minute, Brian. Uh, uh, The the president-elect is about to speak. It's an inconvenience, but I'm sorry for the reason we've delayed. I've delayed coming out to speak to you. I initially was going to talk about the economy. But all of you, all of you have been watching what I've been watching. At this hour, our democracy is under an unprecedented assault. Unlike anything we've seen in modern times. An assault on the citadel of liberty, the capital itself. An assault on the people's representatives and the Capitol Hill police sworn to protect them and the public servants who work at the heart of our republic. An assault on the rule of law like few times we've ever seen it. An assault on the most sacred of American undertakings the doing of the people's business. Let me be very clear. The scenes of chaos at the Capitol do not reflect a true America, do not represent who we are. What we're seeing are a small number of extremists dedicated to lawlessness. This is not dissent, it's disorder. It's chaos. It borders on sedition. And it must end now. I call on this mob to pull back and allow the work of democracy to go forward. You've heard me say before in different contexts, the words of a president matter, no matter how good or bad that president is. At their best, The words of a president can inspire. At their worst, they can incite. Therefore, I call on President Trump to go on national television now to fulfill his oath and defend the Constitution and demand an end to this siege to storm the Capitol, to smash windows, to occupy offices, the floor of the United States Senate rummaging through desks, on the Capitol, on the House of Representatives, threatening the safety of duly elected officials. It's not protest. It's insurrection. The world's watching. Like so many other Americans, I am genuinely shocked and saddened that our nation, so long the beacon of light and hope for democracy, has come to such a dark moment. Through war and strife, America has endured much. And we will endure here and we will prevail again and will prevail now. The work of the moment And the work of the next four years must be the restoration of democracy, of decency, honor, respect, the rule of law, just plain, simple decency. The renewal of the politics. It's about solving problems, looking out for one another, not stoking the flames of hate and chaos. As I said, America is about honor, decency, respect. Tolerance. That's who we are. That's who we've always been. The certification of the Electoral College vote is supposed to be a sacred ritual, which we affirm, the purpose is to affirm the majesty of American democracy. But today's reminder, a painful one, that democracy is fragile. And to preserve it, 
requires people of goodwill, leaders of the courage to stand up, who are devoted not to the pursuit of power, but or the personal interest pursuits of their own selfish interest at any cost, but of the common good. Think what our children watching television is thinking. Think what the rest of the world is looking at. For nearly two and a half centuries, we, the people, in search of a more perfect union, have kept our eyes on that common good. America is so much better than what we've seen today. Watching the scenes from the Capitol, I was reminded as I prepared other speeches in the past, I was reminded of the words of Abraham Lincoln in his annual message to Congress, whose work has today been interrupted by chaos. Here's what Lincoln said. He said, we shall nobly save or merely lose the last best hope on earth. Went on to say, the way is plain, peaceful, generous, just. A way which, if followed, the world will forever applaud and God must forever bless. The way is plain here, too. That's who we are. It's the way of democracy, of respect, of decency, of honor, and commitment as patriots to this nation. Notwithstanding what I saw today, we're seeing today, I remain optimistic about the incredible opportunities. There has never been anything we can't do when we do it together. And this God-awful display today is bringing home to every Republican and Democrat and Independent in the nation that we must step up. This is the United States of America. There's never, ever, 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 ever been a thing we've tried to do that we've done it together. We've not been able to do it. So, President Trump, step up. May God bless America. May God protect our troops and all those folks at the Capitol who are trying to preserve order. Thank you, and I'm sorry to have kept you waiting. President-elect Joe Biden in Wilmington, Delaware, he will be uh, he will become the uh, 46th president of the United States in two weeks from today. He, he asked for President Trump to step up to uh, have a televised press conference to stop the violence being committed in his name for his conspiracy theory fed cause that the election was somehow not fair. Uh, I do think, Abby, as you noted when Biden said that, that that probably will make Trump even less likely to do it, um, even though, of course, it is the right thing. Yeah, I was all the way in. To do the right thing in this moment, and as... Our colleague, Caitlin Collins, has reported the president is preoccupied with other things. He has not done what many of his aides want him to do, which is to be more forceful on this. And it's because he doesn't want to. The people who are in the Capitol right now are his supporters. They are doing this in his name. And if there is one thing that President Trump doesn't want to do, it is to condemn people who love him. And... uh, The nation is kind of in a catch-22 moment right now. President Trump could come out and say something, but I guarantee you it is not going to be the right thing. But if he says nothing, this madness will continue. So there's really not a great way forward here. But um, I do wonder if the members of Congress who were at some point in that building, who were standing up and backing up this uh, ridiculous coup attempt will have a moment of reckoning for themselves and think about what the consequences are of humoring this kind of misinformation and these kinds of lies. That might be the really important question as we move forward, because at some point, Congress has to reconvene 
and finish the work that they started this morning so that the country can move forward. I think one other point that we need to make here is this, this didn't just happen, right? These aren't just people who, are, who, who decided to take matters into their own hands. They were encouraged to do so. Today. The, today, at the rally that President Trump spoke at, Rudy Giuliani, his, whatever he is, attorney, uh, said that they would engage in trial by combat. Trial by combat was the term he used. Donald Trump Jr. said about Republicans who were not going to... Uh, we're going to go to Manu Raji right now. Uh, he's being evacuated from Capitol Hill. Uh, Manu, w- w- tell us what's going on. Yeah, from where we were in our office, the news from uh, the Senate side of the Capitol. Uh, we're being taken to an undisclosed location here in the building. As I'm walking through the Capitol, dozens and dozens of police officers in riot gear uh, and wearing gas masks, and I can tell you, it smells like the pure gas that came off in this building has a smell to it uh, in, this, in this building. As I'm walking through the tunnels here, there's debris everywhere. The, the rioters clearly have gone hard. We're going to hard. Oh, sorry. The rioters clearly have, have gone, have, uh, have gone, breached all elements of this building. You're seeing debris, trash. All in the in the in the in the, in the uh, elevators, not things knocked down, posts knocked down, uh, and uh, this is clearly uh, a sign of how they have gone into all parts of this building. But as I can tell you, walking through here, uh, there are no, there are no none of these riders I've seen as we're walking through. Uh, the, the Capitol Police has, has struggled, but they have clearly gotten made uh, ensured that. Some areas of the building are secure uh, as they have gotten a hold, trying to get a hold of this situation. And they're escorting a bunch of us to an undisclosed location uh, to ensure that uh, and they try to get a hold of these protesters and arrest them, these rioters, trespassers, get them out of the building uh, and try to make sure that all these locations in the Capitol uh, can be secure, guys. Yeah, well, stay safe, uh, Manu, and, and you're right to, to change. It's not, they're not protesters, they're insurrectionists. Yeah. Or, I mean, we have a name for people who commit violence uh, in the name of various political ideology. We call them terrorists. That's what we call people who commit acts of violence for a political or religious cause. In any case, uh, Dana, what I wanted to finish saying was Rudy Giuliani this morning at that rally called for trial by combat. Donald Trump Jr. said to members of Congress who were not going to join this deranged attempt, at a bloodless coup, well, now it's not bloodless anymore, Uh, said, quote, we're coming for you and we're going to have a good time doing it. I suggest you choose wisely. Now, I'm sure that Rudy Giuliani and Donald Trump Jr. will say that they were merely speaking figuratively or they were talking about engaging in political combat. Maybe they were, maybe they were not. I I think it's pretty clear that a lot of people uh, took a different message from the, the rally in general. Because these are people who have been completely fired up. I mean, there was a tinderbox. They were sitting in front of a tinderbox. And with those comments, they lit a match, and then they lit another match, and then they lit another one, and then they just threw it on. And they're not, Rudy Giuliani is not a a dumb person. They know what they have in front of them. They know what they have created, fomented. For all of these months, they're very well aware of it. Um, you know, the, the irony is so rich. It's 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 frankly disgusting that this is a campaign that at one point veered into the law and order messaging. We're the law and order ca- campaign. I'm going to be the law and order president. That's the opposite of law and order. And I'm also thinking, Jake. I think you were up on Capitol Hill around 9/11. Were you yeah, not? yeah, absolutely. And, so, and I and I was too. And this is very, very different in a million ways. The way it is not is the fear. I remember being where Manu is and having to walk, you know, having to run and having to be told by people who are there to protect you that they can't protect you, that they're not equipped for it because of something that they didn't expect. Now, this they probably should have expected at least to some degree, um, but it. It is a frightening thing when that happens, when you are in the belly and the symbol and the center of our democratic institution, the United States Capitol. 
And that happens. And that has happened. And it continues to happen. And you have the people who are elected by uh, Americans all over uh, this country just a couple of months ago in that capital in undisclosed locations because it is not safe for them to go out. And I will just say one little glimmer of hope. I was told that there are some House, top House members in an undisclosed location together, Republicans and Democrats together. And I was told that Hakeem Jeffries, the Democratic conference chair, Liz Cheney, the Republican conference chair, jointly uh, said to these members who were gathered there, uh, they had a defiant message saying, we're not going to let them stop us. We're going to get back out there as soon as it's safe and go back to the House floor as soon as we can and continue the business that is constitutionally mandated. Yeah, this is not going to end in anything other than Joe Biden exactly. being sworn in in two weeks and Kamala Harris being sworn in in two weeks. Mm-hmm. But I want people out there to remember how they feel right now as they watch these images live, because there is going to be an attempt by the people who were part of this effort, President Trump, House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy, Senator Ted Cruz, Senator Hawley, etc. There is going to be an attempt to whitewash what's going on right now. President Trump has uh, delivered a message. Uh, it has been taped, uh, and we are going to bring that. To, are we ready to go with li- that live right now? Okay, we're going to go to that right now. Here's a message from President Trump. I know you're pain. I know you're hurt. We had an election that was stolen from us. It was a landslide election, and everyone knows it, especially the other side. But you have to go home now. We have to have peace. We have to have law and order. We have to respect our great people in law and order. We don't want anybody hurt. It's a very tough period of time. There's never been a time like this where such a thing happened, where they could take it away from all of us from me, from you, from our country. This was a fraudulent election. But we can't play into the hands of these people. We have to have peace. So go home. We love you. You're very special. You've seen what happens. You see the way others are treated that are so bad and so evil. I know how you feel. But go home and go home in peace. Now, we brought that to you because President Trump on the tape says to his supporters who are right now conducting an armed insurrection on the U.S. Capitol, he tells them to go home. But I also want to note that in that video, he lies about the election being stolen and pours more fuel on the fire. He continues his shameful behavior of lying to his supporters about what happened. It is absolutely disgraceful. I hope they listen to the part in which he said for them to go home. But to be completely frank... uh, There are mixed messages in that video, Uh, and I feel ambivalent about the fact that we even aired it, to be honest, although I certainly understand and support the idea that we did. But the idea that the president is not even capable of saying, please go home, he continues to lie to his supporters. And what I wanted to say before, Abby, is I want people to remember how they feel watching these images of the United States Capitol being taken over. Uh, and and this, these clear acts of sedition and violence and terrorism by Trump supporters because there's going to be an attempt to whitewash and pretend this didn't happen. People might attempt to do that, but what we're seeing is pretty clear what is happening. And I think now we have to ask the question, is President Trump capable of leading this country even for the next 13 days? He is inciting violence against the government itself lawlessness, vandalism, and he's also completely MIA in terms of his principal job, which is to keep this country safe, to protect Americans. Let's not even talk about the fact that we're in, still in the middle of a pandemic. We haven't talked about that today. Yesterday, the deadliest but day of the pandemic so far. This is a president who is not paying attention to the job and is focused on just one thing, which is his own sense of grievance. That video was a disgrace. The idea that today, on the day that Congress intends to count the electoral votes for Joe Biden, who will be the next president of the United States, Donald Trump still refuses to say that he lost a democratically held election in the United States of America is a profound shame. And it makes us a mockery in the world. 
As we go around the world talking about democracy, we have a president who is inciting violence at the Capitol and won't acknowledge that he lost an election. No, I don't understand how the United States, which regularly objects to elections taking place in other countries, Pakistan, uh, Russia, uh, Hong Kong, I mean, Taiwan, uh, regularly engages in in criticism uh, of other countries' elections. What is Senator Hawley or Senator Cruz going to say when Vladimir Putin says, it's interesting that you're faulting us for this because you yourself objected to an election Mm -hmm. and you yourself helped inspire an armed insurrection on Capitol Hill. You're exactly right. And the notion of consistency and clarity of message and purpose is unfortunately so far behind us uh, with, with these issues. And we just have to say over and over again, because what we just heard from the president was so, aside from the fact that he said go home, which was the appropriate thing to say, he said that the election was stolen from us. No, that is what you're seeing on Capitol Hill right now. Exactly. What you're seeing on Capitol Hill right now are people, to quote you, Abby, in his name, going to the Capitol, trying to steal the election for Donald Trump, the election that Mitch McConnell stood on the Senate floor just hours beforehand, not even hours, minutes before this happened, and said, this wasn't even close. This wasn't even close. Donald Trump didn't even come close to winning this election. That is the reality. That is the top Republican in the United States Senate saying that and saying it for a reason. And the Republicans you were talking about, Josh Hawley, I don't know yet about about him, but Senator Cruz, I'm already hearing from an aide uh, to him. You know, this, this is not what he wanted. I think he also tweeted violence is not the right way to go, so on and so forth, that he was doing his constitutional duty, which which might not duty. He, he's doing what is um, allowed in the Constitution. No, Democrats he, no have, but he wasn't. Well, and he Demo- was calling for something else. Right. Well, Democrats in the past, this is almost besides the point because of what's going on here, but Democrats in the past, and you've pointed this out, um, have objected during this process, but they haven't done it at the behest of a candidate who refuses to concede the election. That has never happened, and that is the big difference here because that is what these, uh, these people these rioters are responding to. They're responding to the president and his enablers on Capitol Hill. You know, I think about how we started this day and I, I, you know, not looking back too far, but just to, to recall that hours ago we were talking about the way in which Republicans had uh, fed these conspiracy theories and coddled them for many, many months and even years living in this imaginary world created by Donald Trump. And they had lost control of that, not knowing that hours later we'd be looking at this incredible scene. But this is the consequence of years of people in Washington refusing to have the courage to stand up and say, right is right and wrong is wrong. And there are facts and there are fictions in the world. And there was a time in this town when the differences between the two parties were about policy, they were about taxation, they were about uh, the role of government. Now the differences between the two parties are about who believes in facts and who doesn't. Ulysses that S- should not be the case, but that is what we are dealing with right now. And I know because I talk to Republicans all the time who privately will say that they want to get back to that time where they were talking about things that really mattered, but they can't because they have nurtured this monster, and now it is devouring them. Ulysses S. Grant said in, 19, said in 1861, there are now but two parties, patriots, patriots and, and traitors. And it is time for the Kevin McCarthy's and the Josh Hawley's of the world to decide which party they're in. Um, I have my idea about what that might be. Anderson? Jake, Wolf. thanks very much. We... Uh, to uh, say in the midst of all of this, all of this horrendous news that's going on here in Washington, something that none of us ever expected we would see in the nation's capital. I just want to make it official right now. CNN can now project that the Democrats uh, will be the majority in the uh, U.S. Senate. Uh, John Ossoff, the Democratic candidate in Georgia, he is defeating David Perdue, the Republican candidate. Uh, Earlier, we projected that the Democrat Raphael Warnock uh, will beat uh, Kelly Loeffler, the Republican candidate. So it's 50 50 in the new U.S. Senate, uh, but 
The new uh, vice president of the United States, uh, Kamala Harris, she will be, according to the Constitution, the president of the Senate. So she will break the ties. So the Democrats will be in the majority. The Republicans will be in the minority. Anderson, uh, this is important, but let's get back to this uh, explosive situation that's developing here in the nation's capital. As I keep saying, something I never thought I would see. Yeah, we started out this day saying that it is going to be historic, and it certainly is in a whole bunch of different ways. Uh, Obviously, Georgia turning uh, blue is one of them. Uh, But uh, we continue to watch the situation where there are still uh, insurrectionists, uh, treasonous people on the grounds of the Capitol, um, high-fiving each other, as you see there, uh, just wandering around. Uh, Police are trying to maintain order, trying to get control back of the building and its grounds. Uh, David Axelrod, we heard from Vice President, uh, from President-elect Biden uh, saying, President Trump, stand up, speak out. The president did release a video that was yes. frankly shameful. Not exactly what Biden had in mind, I think. What, I mean, how do you see this day? Well, you know, first of all, let me say uh, uh, about Biden's remarks, it, it underscores what we've seen since the election because basically... Donald Trump has resigned the presidency (laughs) as of his election. He's just been working on this project of persuading people that the election was stolen from him as we've dealt with a pandemic, a a cyber attack from Russia and many other uh, problems. He's been running a grift while people are dying. And and in each instance, Biden has stood up and played the role that people expect a president to play. And he did it again uh, today and said the things that you would expect a president of the United States to say, as for the president's uh, video, uh, Dana was exactly right. I mean, there was a perfunctory message, which is go home. Let's not play into their hands. Um, but uh, as he, he called these 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 no, treasonous I- folks, very special. Uh, and he repeated the idea that the election uh, was stolen, stolen from us, stolen from you, stolen from our country. That is what. That is the jet fuel that is propelling this insurrection at the Capitol, this lie. And he just used the video to uh, to repeat it again. Can can I just say we're watching these images of people, you know, some of them leaving the Capitol grounds, wandering back, high fiving each other, smiling, quite pleased with themselves for what they have done today. And it's truly just outrageous and pathetic. Each of these people should be shamed for what they have done today. We should look at their faces and if I was standing on that street, look at them. They're high-fiving each other for this deplorable display of, of, of completely unpatriotic, completely against law and order, completely unconstitutional behavior. It's stunning. And they're going to go back, you know, to the Olive Garden and to their the Holiday Inn that they're staying at and the Garden Marriott. And they're going to have some drinks and they're going to talk about the great day that they had in Washington and they really did something and stand up for something. And they stood up for nothing other than mayhem and, and a man who is, you know, in the despicable waning days of a failed presidency. Where are the arrests? This is what I want to know. These are people who invaded uh, my capital. I mean, look at this buffoon capital. dressed up as the revolutionary. He's, there's nothing revolutionary about him. Nothing, nothing. But no. but where are the arrests? These are people who are breaking the law, who are breaking into a federal building, which Joe Biden called the Citadel of Liberty. And the president of the United States spoke about not at all. Didn't talk about the Capitol, didn't talk about the importance of the Capitol. He certainly wasn't going to talk about the importance of what was going on in the Capitol because it was certifying Joe Biden's election and not his election. And it was so stunning to me that the president, in his little speech, first of all, by the way, did not give it from inside the White House, not from a podium inside the White House. David Axrod, you know a lot about this and about the optics of this not from a podium with a presidential seal, but rather from the garden somewhere. He stood at one podium That's, today, and that was at, and that was at the, the rally, rally of That's these people. Right. Stood outside the White House and, and then just did a little Twitter thing after Joe Biden said to him, you better, you better go out there and do this. How, how and, is it possible? And then he said, we love you. How is we it possible you. that 
the police, the Capitol Police, the Department of Homeland Security. I know the head of the Department of Homeland Security is on some sort of farewell tour in the Middle East, I believe, right now, Chad Wolf. But how is it possible that all of these law enforcement organizations who I I mean, I got to say again, and Van raised this point earlier, when it was Black Lives Matter, they had people in riot gear ringing the Capitol, you know, as if as if it was going to be stormed when it wasn't. Today, when it was clear, the president himself was encouraging people to march on the Capitol. It's just a, a yeah. officers not even arriving here. Yeah, look, I think I think that double standard is something that's driving a lot of people nuts. Um, but let's just to take a big a step back. We don't know what we're looking at yet. Is this the end of something or the beginning of something? Is, is this the, the death throes of something ugly in our country, desperate, about to go away? And then the vision that Biden talked about is going to then rise up? Or is these the birth pangs of a worse disorder? That's where we are right now tonight. And I think the country's got to make a decision. I don't want to be partisan. I, I understand some of these people, if their social media feed is only showing them example after example of, of anecdotes of, of, of vote theft, uh, statistical, ma- magical thinking that says that this, the election was impossible. And so they've been bombarded with that. And because they've been bombarded with that, they're angry. Fine. You have a right to be angry. You don't have a right to insurrection. You don't have a right to sedition. You don't have a right to, 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 to break into buildings and to hurt police officers. There has to be a line. And I think if we can just come back together and assert that line, we can disagree. But we have to be, do a better job of understanding each other. So what I want to say is, let's declare that this is the end of something. This can never happen again. We need to snuff this out tonight. We need to hear from every leader, left, right, black, white, brown, and otherwise, that this is unacceptable in America, period. And we can work through our differences another way. But if we're not careful, we could talk ourselves into this being the beginning of something. And I don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I would just, first off, I think that's a, a good statement. Um, I, I can't imagine, I know you disagree with me on this, but I can't imagine that this is what the president wanted, that he wanted his people to break into the Capitol and storm the United States Senate and break windows. Of course he did. No, of well, course just, he did. He I, wanted I, to delay I, this, I, this day as long as possible. I, I, that was his whole, I'm sorry to interrupt, I, but that was his whole strategy. Yeah. In fact, his whole it, legal strategy was just... Have the vice president object to this, have it go to the courts, not that it would mean anything, but it would just delay it. And this is another delay. I I understand that he wanted the people to go to the Capitol. I I disagree. I don't think. And if he did, then he's more foolish than I think he is, Uh, because this is a bad, bad day for Donald Trump and a bad day for what Donald Trump is trying to accomplish and a bad day to answer Vance question. you know, my big concern is going forward that Donald Trump is going to stay on the scene. You announce he's going to run for president again and and continue to mobilize and rally people to uh, to 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 tear apart uh, the Republican Party and the conservative movement going forward and and take on everybody with vengeance that whoever opposed him run against him in the primary, try to defeat. I, I uh, and and this I think set that that movement in a very, very big way, because I, I don't know of anybody that I've, talk, I've been hearing from a lot of people. And they, you know, they, as they said, they understand, Vance said, we understand people's anger because they've been fed a lot of information about how crooked the election is. But they don't understand this and they don't understand, you know, breaking windows and taking over the House and Senate chambers and 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 having having a potential. I don't know who was armed, and who wasn't. But the bottom line is this is wrong on everybody's count and not something that we are. Let me, talk let me ask you, the Republicans just lost the Senate. And, you know, you had Donald Trump Jr. earlier this morning saying, you know, it, it, this is Donald Trump's Republican Party, which we have said over and over and over again, which clearly it is now. Why would any Republican continue to follow this man as he goes off to Mar-a-Lago and with his quarter of a billion dollars? I know they want some of that money. I know they're afraid of a bad tweet. But I mean, just it's the GOP is becoming like a nihilistic death cult if they follow him. Uh, Again, I, I think today, yesterday and today were two moments within the Republican Party that hopefully will give people in the party the opportunity to step back and say, do we want to sign this death pact? Well, because I believe it is a death pact. And you really think that, that people 
may be at that point. Well, I, I think so. Look, I, I, I'm hearing from a lot of people. Mm. And, and what, what I'm hearing is that, you know, we didn't sign up for this. Yeah. And, and, and this is, and this is not and acceptable, and we're not going to play along with And we with need this to support game. that. I, I know, Gloria, you're trying to get in. I just want to say, let's try to create a glide path for people who want to break away from this. In other words, I, I think people have been saying it different ways. I just want to say it explicitly, clearly. If you want more of this, sign up for it. But if you don't, you need to be but with... Well, what did Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley do now? Exactly. Okay, what do they do now? The fact that they haven't said, okay, you know what, we'll come back, maybe we need to reconsider this, because this is what they are doing Donald Trump's bidding here. They know that their concerns are not going anywhere. And let me tell you one more thing. I just heard from somebody who is a good friend, has been a good friend to the president over the, over the years, who was so disgusted. Mm. That sa- and, and this person said the president incited this. Yes. And he should be treated appropriately and promptly. What does that mean? And to echo what Abby said earlier, the question I now have is what happens over the next two weeks? This is not over. Does Congress come back now? Do Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz go back as if I don't, nothing I, I think you're occurred? underestimating the impact of what happened today. Well, and then what let's that's see what do they do. Curb but, but Rick, any, any kind of enthusiasm. Um, uh, but the, I, I just want to say, the, one of the words, when the president said, there's never been anything like this where they can take it away from you, that is the essence of Trumpism. His message is they are taking this country away from you. And, you know, we talk about how can they, this, this is an insurrection, which it is. And we talk about our Constitution, which it is. They have been told, you know, Van talks about their social media feeds. It's the president himself who's been telling them for months and months and months. They have stolen the presidency of the United States away from you. These people feel like they are patriots. But they do. They feel like they That's are patriots, and that is really dangerous. I, I, I agree. And, and there's one thing to peacefully protest. There's another thing to do what, what's going on here. And, and, and yeah. looking at the results from Georgia from last night, any, any serious politico is going to look at that and say, Donald Trump on the ballot may help us win, but there's no evidence that Donald Trump not on the ballot is a winning combination for the Republican Party if we if we follow him. So does the Republican uh, uh, Party know, disown you look him? At, no. I think, but, no, look, you have, what, 10 United States senators out of 50? Yeah. Uh, yeah, and, and, you, and you heard the comments before this whole thing happened with McConnell and Toomey and many others standing up and saying, we're not following Donald Trump anymore. Donald ben, Trump. and then we got to go to I, I just want to say, you know, other countries like South Africa and other countries that have tried to, to get to a multiracial democracy that works for more people have a lot to teach us. We should be looking at Mandela and other people around the world. We, we, are, we are in danger of, you know, democracies are fragile, as Biden said. But there are examples around the world that we can uh, uh, rely on. I wanted just to point that out. Let's go back to Wolf. Wolf. All right, Anderson, uh, just moments ago, the uh, president-elect of the United States said our democracy is under unprecedented assault. He is absolutely right. What's going on right now is unprecedented. Pamela Brown is with us. She's got some more headlines. Yeah, that's right, Wolf. And here is the very latest right now on this major breaking news of a coup attempt as a pro-Trump mob of rioters invaded the U.S. Capitol. We've been seeing this playing out. Here are some live pictures right outside the Capitol where hundreds of rioters have been for the last couple of hours. And just moments ago, we learned U.S. Marshals, the ATF, and U.S. Park Police, as well as FBI agents, are headed to the Capitol. Uh, some already there. All 1,100 members of the D.C. National Guard have been activated. And hundreds of state troopers and local police officers from neighboring Virginia and Maryland are being deployed to deal with this unprecedented disturbing and frankly, undemocratic coup attempt. Now, sources tell CNN uh, multiple officers have already been injured, with at least one being taken to the hospital. And inside the Capitol, on the House floor, you can see multiple officers right here with their guns drawn, locked in an armed standoff, as riders outside broke the glass and tried to get into the House chamber. The members of Congress eventually evacuated, some currently at an undisclosed location. And on the Senate side, multiple rioters were able to get onto the Senate floor. Senators had just been debating an objection to the electoral vote count. And you can see them in this video, roaming the floor where lawmakers were debating earlier today. And at one point, a Trump supporter stood 
on the platform there where Vice President Mike Pence had been minutes earlier. Look at this. Also at the Capitol, a source tells CNN one woman is in critical condition after being shot in the chest on Capitol grounds. We do not know where exactly this happened or who shot her. Wolf? Yeah, these are really, really awful uh, situations that are unfolding and continuing, by the way. Right now, Alex Marquardt is just outside the Capitol for us. Uh, Alex, where exactly are you and what are you seeing? Hey there, Wolf. We are on the uh, northeastern side uh, of the Capitol, on the Senate side uh, that Pamela Brown was just talking about. And the situation that we're seeing right right here uh, might be best described as a standoff. Uh, It's been a a bit of a a status quo for about the last hour here. Uh, What you're looking at there is the northern side of the Capitol. Um, uh, Hundreds of rioters, of insurrectionists, as we've been calling them, uh, gathering on the edge of the Capitol building. Building. Uh, we did hear a number of bangs just a short time ago that did sound like flashbangs and movement uh, from these rioters, which would indicate that they are to some extent and to a very small extent, Wolf, getting pushed back by law enforcement. We do see some law enforcement. I'm going to ask, ask my uh, cameraman, uh, Ronnie McRae, uh, to point up out those, the steps on the Senate side. You can see uh, a line of police there. I'm not sure what agency they're from, whether they're Capitol Police or Metropolitan Police, but just a little ways farther down, you can still see that there are those rioters on the steps. So this is a face-off between the law enforcement and the rioters here. We have seen uh, riot police showing up. Sir, I'm on TV. Uh, we are seeing law, we have seen law enforcement show up over the course of the past two hours. But so far, there has been no serious response by law enforcement just yet. Wolf, as you know, a curfew will go into effect in around an hour's time. Uh, There is no indication right now that these protesters have any uh, inclination of going anywhere. There's no indication uh, that they had heard the message from the president to go home. And I just want to highlight one thing that our colleague Anderson Cooper said. Back in last summer, when the president walked over to St. John's Church and had that entire area cleared out. Those protesters were doing far less than something like storming the Capitol. And so far, we have seen very little in terms of response from law enforcement, Wolf. I want you to be careful over there. Uh, I know it's going to be dark very, very soon. I'm really worried about what's going to happen once it's dark outside. Uh, Pete Montine is also just outside the U.S. Capitol. Pete, where are you? What are you seeing? Uh, apparently between this mob of Trump supporters and police. Police are way outnumbered by this mob here. You can see on the Capitol steps here, this is the Senate side, Capitol Police standing there. In fact, just a few moments ago, we saw two from this group of mob, this mob, these rioters, walk up to the police, actually even walk beyond them for a moment. We also heard three loud bangs over on this side of the Capitol, what we think are now flashbangs, possibly tear gas. We heard a bit about that from Alex Marquardt. That led a lot of this group to uh, file over here uh, from the steps leading up to the Capitol on this east side. Just to put this in a bit of context, you would never, ever see this many people, this many civilians up on the Capitol right now. We're just on the top side of the Capitol Visitor Center which would be very, very locked down during normal times. One interesting thing that I have to note here, we're just now hearing a uh, Metropolitan Police helicopter here, and we have seen some uh, police officers, uh, I assume police officers on the roof, potentially snipers, they have been moving uh, into place, uh, vacillating here between peaceful and very quiet, but also uh, a loud mob behind us as well. Wolf? Yeah, the D.C. curfew ordered by the mayor goes into effect a little bit more than two hours from now, 6 p.m. Uh, until 6 a.m. Brian Todd, you're also up there in the middle of all of this. Uh, tell us what you're seeing. Right, Wolf, we're at the center steps of the Capitol on the east side, and we're going to kind of take you in a little bit tighter. You still see some protesters here really not concerned about the police. Uh, they, there's a protester on top of uh, a government vehicle there. They've been standing on these government vehicles over here. This staircase, this center steps was packed a short time ago, and the police were standing just kind of to the side watching them. Uh, the 
the area where we saw, excuse me, the area where we saw uh, Alex and Pete reporting from uh, a little bit earlier is over there. We did see some smoke from some smoke grenades uh, being deployed over there. And then that, that crowd over there kind of pushed back. And as they reported, you see that uh, line of Capitol Hill police officers there on the steps kind of containing that area. But listen, the protesters had overtaken those steps as well earlier. Three sets of steps here on the east side of the Capitol had all been overtaken by protesters. Now, two of the three are pretty much clear. This one is still not. And as you can see, let's take another shot of these protesters here on top of this government vehicle. The, the police have not moved in uh, in force just yet. And it really, as everybody's been talking about all day, this just kind of reveals the stunning vulnerability that the Capitol uh, has been left under today. And, you know, it, it's it, it been evidence here on the east side, on the west side, where the, the confrontations with police were very tense. And we saw protesters climb these risers that were built specifically for the inauguration and start waving Trump flags on top of the risers. So they were allowed to, you know, get almost anywhere they wanted on the Capitol grounds today. And as of now, you know, we're, we hear reports that the police are coming. We hear reports that the National Guard is coming in great numbers. You're not seeing it here, Wolf. This is, they, you know, if they're coming, uh, they're taking their time. And these protesters are seemingly, uh, you know, they're just, they're not inclined to leave and they don't seem to be very worried at all right now. It does look, though, uh, Brian, like the crowd is thinning, thinning out a little bit uh, right now as it's beginning to get dark. They are thinning out. They've been thinning out a little bit um, uh, over the past hour, but again, they're leaving on their own volition. They're not leaving because the police are pushing them out. The police really, we did see two lines of riot-clad, riot-gear-clad police come through here, walking fairly slowly, and there were some protesters trailing behind them, yelling at them kind of harassing them a little bit. So, you know, again, there's tension here, but the, the police, um, even though, you know, again, we're warned about the curfew at 6 o'clock, we're told that the police and National Guard are on the way here. But, uh, you know, right now, if these crowds are leaving, they're leaving on their own. And uh, we can show you another shot of over here. There was some movement here of some protesters, again, where the uh, smoke grenades went off. Uh, and, you know, the, the rioters had been pushed back there. Uh, after some smoke grenades went off a short time ago. So, again, uh, these people, you know, are still here. Some of them say they're going to stay here, but, uh, you know, when the police arrive in force, uh, there could be some real tension here and possibly some violence. Well, yeah, two hours until that curfew goes into effect. Uh, Bryant, be safe over there. Uh, be careful. Uh, uh, the former D.C. police chief, Charles Ramsey, who was also the police commissioner in Philadelphia, is joining us uh, right now. It's uh, one hour from now, a little bit more than one hour from now, Chief Ramsey. Uh, you, you were the police chief here in the nation's capital. What do you think about this decision to have a curfew from 6 p.m. until 6 a.m.? Well, I mean, it's a good move. Uh, these folks aren't going to pay any attention to it, though. But, I mean, the mayor's got to do what she's got to do. The bottom line is they've got to start clearing this, uh, uh, the Capitol grounds. I, I don't know what they're waiting on. Uh, I know they've activated and brought in National Guard, supposedly, from a couple different uh, uh, states, Maryland and Virginia, as well as the district. Maybe they're assembling somewhere and trying to get their battle plan together in terms of how they're going to handle it. I can look at the flags and tell that the wind's blowing pretty good, so you probably want to move in with the wind to your back in case you have to use chemical munitions or pepper spray or what have you. But they got to get them off the uh, grounds. They've got to reestablish a perimeter. Uh, they've got to get them out of the building, uh, and they need to get started as soon as they possibly can. Because the mayor, in her statement uh, that was released, uh, Chief Ramsey, uh, said as far as this curfew is concerned, during the hours of the curfew, no person other than persons designated by the mayor shall walk, bike, run, loiter, stand, or motor by car or right. other mode of transport upon any street, alley, park, or other public place within the district. Uh, when you were the police chief, did you ever have a curfew like that? I don't recall. I mean, during the IMF World Bank uh, uh Back in the early 2000s, there may have been a curfew. I, I just don't recall offhand. But nothing. We we didn't handle anything like this. I mean, the Capitol Police got overwhelmed. There'll be a lot of people looking at what happened there. I mean, there's about 2,000 Capitol Police. I, I don't know why they didn't have enough people uh, available to uh, at least uh, prevent this from happening in the first place. Of course, you can always hit a tipping point where you just get overwhelmed. But they got overwhelmed awful quick, and there's no way they should have gotten in that building, in my opinion. But they'll we'll look at that later. I mean, that's kind of like the hot wash after the event. Right now, they got to retake the Capitol, and they and, gotta start uh, they're going to have to do it.
I assume Chief Ramsey. I assume they're gonna, they got to start arresting some of these people who broke windows uh, and yeah. trespassed and just well, entered into a secure area. Anybody inside that building, as far as I'm concerned, ought to be face down in handcuffs right now. Yeah, I mean uh, that's what they ought to be doing. I don't know what they're doing in there, but they need to be locking them up uh, um, w- without question. But first, they got to gain. They got to gain control, and right now they don't have control. Uh, so yeah, but they're yeah. you know. As you and they're I know, there's a, there's a lot of closed-circuit cameras inside that U.S. Capitol, so they're going to have a lot of evidence if they want to start doing all of that. What, what also worries me, Chief Ramsey, uh, is that uh, there's 14 days until the inauguration, uh, and I suspect uh, the local police, uh, the area police, Maryland, Virginia, military personnel, National Guard troops, they're going to be on alert right now, getting ready for the January 20th inauguration, because uh, the, the president has basically s- suggested he wants these these individuals, rioters, to come back? Well, there's chatter on the Internet now about Occupy D.C. And so uh, I don't know if this is part of it or not, but uh, that's not surprising. So, yeah, they're going to have to be on high alert. They're not going to be able to let these folks establish camps or anything like that. But their next challenge will be January 20th on the the inauguration. But in the meantime, these next couple of days are going to be pretty dicey. And uh, hopefully you don't get counter protests, uh, protesters show up uh, that decide they're going to come out now in support of, uh, you know, Biden or, or, or what have you. I mean, this is a mess. Uh, so they better establish control as soon as possible. But let me tell you, it's not going to be pretty. They're going to have to use physical force to get these folks moving and, um, and, and out of there. But they've got to take back to capital. There's no, uh, no two ways about it. Chief Ramsey, stand by. We're looking at uh, the riot police that are now beginning uh, to converge uh, up on Capitol Hill. Uh, Brian Todd, you're, you're up there. You're watching what's going on. Tell us. Okay, well, so we just saw a line of riot police move up the right side of the center steps on the uh, Capitol's east side there. And you see them now at the top of the stairs. Uh, they are pushing some of the rioters down. The, they're not really pushing, actually. They're just lining the top of the stairs. Some of the rioters have just started moving down the stairs on their own, but again, uh, not necessarily being pushed by the police, although the police, now you can see them walking down. So they're slowly walking some of these rioters off the steps, the center steps of the east side of the Capitol. And this, you know, they're doing this now after several hours that these people have been out here, uh, you know, going inside the building, occupying the balconies, uh, occupying the center steps, uh, and also the, you know, the south end steps and the north end steps of the east side of the Capitol here. Now you see the police kind of walking them slowly off of the steps. Now this is unfolding peacefully right now. Let's hope that it stays that way. But a short time ago, Wolf, we can also tell you that rioters were standing on top of these cars and, uh, you know, waving flags and really just kind of throwing caution to the wind. and there were police not too far away just kind of watching them. But now uh, some of the riot police are just kind of slowly and peacefully moving people off of these steps. Yeah, let's see what happens. Uh, these are critical, critical moments. So Chief Ramsey is still with us. You know, you were the police chief here in the District of Columbia in the nation's capital, Chief Ramsey. We just got a statement from Samuel Holliday, the director of scholarship and operations with the U.S. Capital Historical Society. And listen to this. He says this. This is the first time the U.S. Capitol has been breached since the British attacked and burned the building in August of 1814 during the War of 1812. <laughs> Uh, just to give us a little historic perspective of what we're seeing, Chief Ramsey, right now, you and I, I assume, I, I never thought I would see this, and I assume you agree. Yeah, I, I never thought I'd see that. I mean, I was always concerned about monuments like the Lincoln Memorial and places like that that would be a little more susceptible to having someone just show up and kind of, you know, take it over, but not the U.S. Capitol. I mean, that's pitiful when you really stop and think about it. There's no way they should have been able to breach the Capitol, period. But now that they have, now you got to get them out of there. And you got to do whatever you got to do to get them out of there. I mean, uh, you just cannot allow this to continue. This isn't a protest. This is about as close to a coup, coup attempt that the, the, the uh, country's ever gotten to. You got a very weak guy sitting down there at 1600 uh, Pennsylvania Avenue. I won't call him president because, in my opinion, he's not a president. I don't know what the hell he is, but he sure ain't my leader. 
And he's inciting all this. And then you got other people who are really egging it on by doing what they're doing. I mean, this is crazy. It's absolutely insane. And someone's got to take control. It's not going to be the guy sitting in 1600 Pennsylvania, but somebody's got to take control and deal with this situation because it's going to get worse. It will not get better on its own. Quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. So you can choose what's right for you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature. Quiets their snores. Sleep Number does that. Sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on Sleep Number limited edition smart beds for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Now streaming exclusively on Max, a new CNN flash talk about the album that has Nashville talking, Call Me Country, Beyonce and Nashville's Renaissance. Watch it at max.com slash callmecountry. Max subscription required.